When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Saturday, December 23rd. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and yours. We get started on a sports Saturday, and we go outdoors with Steve Carney and the website, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Steve, how you been? Um, Kind of weird, Steve. I don't know how I feel with this weather. It's... um. Boy, we're really taking a few steps back up here into the north country. Um, not looking good. I see this rain coming in. We already have standing water on the lakes. And um, I just heard this morning that uh, we had a fatality up here north of Detroit Lakes. We're an ATV, and a guy went down, and he died uh, yesterday. So it's um, it's not safe. That's, that's about the best way to describe it. We've really taken a few steps back, and... Um, I've been out pretty much every day this week and, you know, tippy-toeing out very close to shore. And there's still five or six inches of ice on most of the lakes. And there's actually open water on the, you know, on a lot of the big lakes right now. So it's uh, not looking good for the ice people. It's just uh, we're just not progressing the way we should be. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to stay mild. I know by the end of next week uh, as we close in on the new year, We're going to see highs here in the upper 20s, the way it looks in the city. So it is going to cool down, but still, uh, for the end of December, it's it's just crazy. So a a big-time waiting game uh, here in the greater Twin Cities and beyond. But as you pointed out, uh, for the anglers, still tough. There is is still certainly time for ice to form, but it better get going. You know, it's kind of funny, Steve. I've been in a couple of retailers the last week or so, and, boy, they've got stock everywhere, electronics and rods and reels, and it looks like people have just kind of backed off. And, you know, I feel bad for the retailers. They're just not selling any product because nobody can get out. And, you know, same goes for the RVs and the hard houses and the wheel houses that just everybody's just kind of, you know, landlocked and, it's just unprecedented. I've never seen a December, you know, quite like this. And, um, you know, we still have plenty of time for ice fishing, but, you know, people have to be very patient. We have this next week coming up, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, which is probably the most participation in ice fishing, you know, all year. And anybody who's, you know, into ice fishing will be out this next week. And I just can't, you know, mention enough that, boy, you got to really watch it. Um, check with the resorts, check with the uh, bait shops, and just be really careful. Um, you don't want to be going out, you know, out of a public access willy-nilly if you don't know the area and you don't know what's going on. It's just too dangerous right now. I'm not saying you can't get out, but you have to be very selective on where you're going, you know, and be very careful because I think this warmth is going to create some cracks, and I've already seen that already in some of the lakes. A lot of lakes have opened up with 
four or five inch cracks and heaves and that's what happens when you get this warmth so you know a lot of these things can happen overnight you know it could be fine one day and the next day you've got issues so you really want to be cautious and some of these four-wheeler people i'm telling you i see them going across these lakes and i just i worry about it it's just they're going across areas they shouldn't be on and basically it's a walking event and i would tell people going out this next week you know, if at all possible, walk to where you want to go. If you can't get to some of the selective spots, go to a secondary spot, but be safe. But walking is definitely going to be in the mix here this next week. I live along the river north of the cities, and I've seen boats out on the river today. Uh, <laughs> there are anglers out on the river today. Oh, I saw it last week, Steve. Some of the big water up here in northern Minnesota, there were people fishing last weekend in open water um it, yeah some of the big lakes up you know north northwestern and north minnesota right now they're still most of them are open water battle lake otter tail detroit lake all these lakes are you know almost three quarters open so you know think about that even if we get a good cold snap it's going to take a long time for that to happen so yeah it's a portable grab your portables grab your hub houses and walk Forget about the hard houses and the wheel houses. Just put those aside for the time being and wait till things improve, which I know they will. And I think I saw some single-digit lows here coming 10 days, two weeks from now. So it'll be late, but it's going to happen. It's Minnesota. Yeah, and uh, one thing we have brought up uh, a fair amount is the end of the pheasant season. That That's something you still can get out and do. Yeah, there's one more week left, believe it or not, and a lot of my cronies have been out quite a bit, and yeah, that's been really good, and um, a lot of the sloughs now are frozen up, so you can get into those cattail spots, and so yeah, you have another week for that, you have another week for bow hunting, um, you know, there's still time to do that, we certainly have nice weather for that, so yeah, it's it's a weird one, Steve, I don't know what January is going to bring, but uh, this is a good thing for the you know wildlife, we have a nice mild December the deer, the pheasants are going to love that, and we need that, and I hope it goes mild into January and give our critters a break out there because they sure need it. All right, Steve, uh, what, do, what do you got in the coming week? I know we've got uh, Christmas and a uh, little downtime for you. I think so, Steve. Just, you know, not that I want downtime, but I think I'm going to yeah. get downtime because this ice thing, you know, we've got like a, a potential of an inch and a half to two inches of rain coming the next three days. And that's going to affect the ice. We're going to have ankle deep water on the ice and, you know, it may deteriorate the ice that we have. Uh, so I'm kind of in a holding pattern. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to wait and see what Mother Nature throws at us through Tuesday, Wednesday and, you know, go from there because... This could be a game changer if we get, you know, what they're forecasting. All right, Steve, always good to visit with you. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again. I've got next Saturday off, so we'll talk to you in the new year. Hey, sounds good, Steve. Merry Christmas to you and our listeners. All right, happy new year. There he is, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. It is 413. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Talk hockey. Jess Myers from the Rink Live will join us here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Cloudy 47 degrees. Christmas Eve tomorrow. And it looks like we're going to get a lot of rain in these parts uh, starting 
tomorrow, tomorrow night, into Christmas Day, and then we may get a rain or snow mix. We don't expect a lot to stick around. We'll have more on the weather here at the bottom of the hour. Right now, we're going to talk a little hockey with Jess Myers from the Rink Live. Jess, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas to you, Steve. I was just thinking as you're giving the weather report there, if they were ever going to hold Hockey Day Minnesota in a place like Warroad, man, did they pick the right year because you wouldn't be able to have outdoor ice pretty much anywhere else in the state. No, they figured it out, though, in Seattle. Isn't the NHL winner class going to be uh, in, in Seattle? I mean, I, I, I know if there's a will, there's a way, but typically for Hockey Day, they uh, – rely on on the cold weather and we've had some brutally cold hockey days over the years doesn't look like this is going to be it well and you think about outdoor hockey and i actually wrote a column last year saying this was a cool idea but i think it's kind of run its course because uh you know we've had games played in southern california outdoors where once the sun goes down at night it's plenty cold enough to keep artificial ice we had a winter classic in texas but then, of course, they bring the Winter Classic to here in Minnesota, and I said, if this is the most Minnesotan thing ever, they actually had to heat up the ice. They, they had to pump warm, you know, chemical or whatever into the ice surface to keep it from getting too brittle. So only in Minnesota is there a risk that the ice will get too cold. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up. When, when the Winter Classic was finally played at Target Field and the, the long wait was over and we had that brutal cold there is no way i would have even made it through a period uh, I, i'm done i i was born and raised here uh li- lived in the upper midwest my entire life spent 10 years of my radio career in south dakota and and that's still real winter in south dakota with the wind but in in reality there, there's no way I, i'm not sitting outside for a hockey game no thanks well, I got to give a stick salute to my son, who's uh, in his mid twenties, and, and his college roommate, because they sat that day oh. and they watched the ticket sites at the same time that the temperature was dropping, the ticket prices kept dropping for the Winter Classic. And at the last minute, they bundled up in all of their deer hunting gear. They got some tickets for less than a hundred dollars, and they went and saw the Winter Classic, all uh, all toasty warm, and in, in all of uh, every piece of clothing I think they could put on. Yeah, and and I think that now they've got the battery-operated gear, et cetera, it, it is doable. I just wasn't willing to go to that kind of trouble. Um, yeah, so, yeah you're right. Lo- it, is, it is an effort. Yeah, and some of the local rinks, they keep them pretty chilly. That's that's about my limit. If I'm going to go call a high school game, that that's fine. They keep the building cold, and the ice is good. I'm good with that. But uh, outside in the wind, no thanks. <laughs> not, not at my I, age i will say though i do like the trend that we've seen here in the twin cities and elsewhere you know st cloud and, and other communities you know st louis park has done it edina has done it where you're doing the outdoor ice surface but it's got a roof over it it's refrigerated so you have the experience of skating outside yeah. but you're not yep. going to get snowed on you're going to have good quality ice i like that and you know and of course Duluth is the outdoor hockey capital of, of the world where, uh, you know, they, they do everything to, to play outside as much as they can, especially at the youth, le- youth level. So kind of cool to bring hockey back to its roots that way. Well, and, and, and that's the difference because we always had a backyard rink. When we lived on Maryland Avenue in St. Paul when I was real young, my, my dad always put up a rink. And then when we moved to the Burbs, when, when we came out here to northern Hennepin County, we always had a rink, and over the year it evolved. 
to, to boards, to chicken wire netting on the end. We had lights. I mean, th- th- this was a big production and a magnet for all the neighborhood kids. But the difference is we were playing. And, and when we got older, we'd have boot hockey games and, and, and we would skate. That's the difference. It's sitting in a snowbank watching someone play. That isn't as much fun. If, if you're actually out on the ice uh, generating some warmth, it's all good. Loved it. Loved it. One of, one of the great quotes I've heard in the last year or two is when Logan Cooley was here playing for the Gophers, I wrote a feature story about him. You know, he grew up in the Pittsburgh area where it's not sure. as easy to have an outdoor rink in your yard, but his parents had a little bit of money, and they actually bought a chiller. So they had a, a, an outdoor rink that had essentially artificial, uh, an artificial ice plant running it. Wow. And the great line his parents told me, he's got two older brothers. You know, Logan Cooley is one of the great stars that's ever played for the Gophers. They said, we knew Logan must be a pretty good player based on the number of times he got thrown over the snowbank by his older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, and we we had we had some pretty good players, and there there's no doubt the younger kids, you know, love playing against the older guys like me. I was one of the older guys in the neighborhood, and the young kids like my youngest brother when when he he started to mix it up with us, I I, I think it made it better made them better players. You know, trying Absolutely. to trying to trying to avoid the bigger, stronger, older kids. Here's here's an example. You know, there's one kind of movement in hockey that there's too much structured practice, and you got to let kids just play, and that's how they develop the skills. You know, that's an argument for that. Here's an example of that I'll give you. You watch Aaron Huglin from the Gophers with the puck sometime. He gets down in the corner, and you just can't get the puck away from him. He can make every twisting, turning move ever. Well, I asked him about that, and he's from up north. He's from Roseau. I said, where did you develop those skills? He said, we had a game that we played in Roseau called Scrub. We made it up on our own, and it was this. It was 20 guys on the ice with one puck, and you had no teammates. Your job was to keep the puck away from anybody else as long as you could. Now, the coaches all hated it because you, you want to encourage kids to pass and look for their teammates and all that, but you think of just a little thing like that and the skill that was developed from a, a goofy little game that kids made up on an outdoor rink in Roseau, and, you know, that's paying dividends in, in college hockey now. Well, and you, you, you think about the strength you develop in using your body to shield the puck. I, I think watching a lot of girls' games, the most effective girls' hockey are, are those ones that ride that razor's edge between body checking, which is illegal in the girls' game, but, but using their body effectively to, to control the puck and keep a defender off the puck is huge in that game. And that's the Absolutely. kind of stuff I think you learn on the pond. If you can walk that fine line between body checking and body contact, which is legal, you know, the, the USA yeah, hockey folks will always point that out. If you, can, uh, if you can balance that fine line, you can really do well in that game. Yeah, and uh, we're we're it, it's going really quick. I, I was looking. I, I had a girls' game recently, and you look at the schedule. You get to the new year. There is one month remaining in the girls' regular season. That's how quick it's going. That's crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then it's sections and countdown to the state tournament at the end of February at the XL Energy Center. Uh, college game. Let's get into that. Uh, you, you're going to be back at at the rink here coming up pretty quickly. the The wait for the Golden Gophers to return to the ice. You got what? A little over a week to go. 
Yeah, January 1st, they're back on the ice for an exhibition game. But, man, did they need this break. You know, you talk to, to, to Bob Motzko, and, and one thing that had just killed them in the first half is injuries. Um, and, you know, he, he likes to joke that they didn't have to pay their training staff last year because they got no injuries. They were mostly healthy. This year, they've dealt with a bunch of stuff. And, you know, the thing you don't see is guys are out for a game or two, and then they're back in the lineup. But just because they're back on the ice doesn't necessarily mean they're back to 100%. You know, I mentioned Aaron Huglin. He's one of the forwards that's just dealt with just kind of nagging stuff that keeps you from playing up to your full ability, your full potential. So the break is going to do some really good things for them, I think. And they'll come back uh, a little healthier and a little more experienced and maybe make a second-half push here. Yeah, kind of a a cool timing on this game. January 1st, New Year's Day, 2 o'clock, 3M Arena at Mariucci. So chance to get out and see the Gophers kind of get tuned up for the second half of the season. And these are always fun when they play the USA Hockey Development Program because keep in mind, a couple of players on that team are going to be Gophers next year. I always think about two years ago when they played this game and Jimmy Snuggerud is out there playing for Team USA and they're playing against the Gophers. And of course, he had committed to the University of Minnesota already. Well, in the third period, he comes down and makes just a beautiful move and gets a goal. And I asked uh, uh, Bob Mosco after the game, I said, What's it like seeing a guy like that score against you when you know I'm going to have that arrow in my quiver next year? And, and Bob just beamed. He said, I loved it. You know, how much fun is a guy like he going to be to, to come play here? So this is always kind of a fun game to get kind of a glance at, at the future, not only future Gophers, but there are a lot of players on this team that are going to be playing for Michigan or Michigan State or elsewhere next year. So you'll get a little bit of a glimpse of what's coming. Yeah, and quirking the schedule for the Golden Gold for men, uh, they'll come out of the break, and they have a lot of home cooking in January. They, they don't have a road trip until they go to East Lansing at the end of January. It's crazy. It's going to be nice, and, and kind of a fun one in January, too. Colorado College coming here to town. You know, The Colorado yeah. College team is, is kind of coming back, kind of a throwback to the old WCHA, and I, I always say this, if it's Duluth or St. Cloud or North Dakota or any of these teams coming to town, for all the Gopher fans and, and all the college hockey fans in general who like to, I'm just going to say it, who like to whine and say, oh, I miss the old WCHA. They ruined it when they went to the Big Ten. Okay, they're playing Colorado College for a couple games. If you don't show up for those games, you have lost the ability to complain forever. Don't, don't give me the I miss the old WCHA and then, and then don't right. come to the rink. Because here you go. you got an old WCHA rival. You better show up. And... Jazz Flyers joining us from the rink live on the Jen Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. That is a point well taken. Golden Gopher women not back at it until January 5th and 6th at Ritter Arena. They get Connecticut in town. And then a huge series with Ohio State. Uh, that That is a big one uh, as they jump back into the WCHA. And that's at Ritter on January 12th and 13th. So a huge series looming. Kind of fun to see what Ohio State has become just in the last couple of years, too. You know, they were one of those teams that wasn't real highly regarded in women's hockey. And then Nadine Muzzerall, former Gopher and former Gophers assistant coach, went there and really kind of rejuvenated that program for the first time. Steve, they play in an arena that, uh, you know, like the second or third rink at Braemar, it's not quite that nice. I mean, they, they play in a home rink, OSU ice rink, that would be akin to a practice rink in Minnesota high school hockey. And still, she's been able to recruit some of the best players in women's college hockey. Now they're, they're talking about building a new rink there that would have, you know, four or 5,000 seats. So really a, a kind of a cool rejuvenation of that program at Ohio State. Yeah, and they certainly have the money at the Ohio State University. <laughs> they are not lacking funds every time they no. pack, you know, 100,000 people into the horseshoe at, 
you know, a hundred bucks a ticket or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, the old saying, uh, rising tide loves all boats, and that's certainly true in Columbus. Uh, the Wild, they get Boston tonight, 6 o'clock start in St. Paul. And the John Hines era, there have been a couple of bumps along the road, but uh, the, the Wild are relevant again, and it, it almost didn't seem possible. They looked buried. They got rid of Dean Evans, and John Hines comes in, and uh, they are certainly back in the mix. There's, there's no doubt. What's crazy about it, too, he's now 9-3 and three in his first 12 games as the head coach of the, of the Minnesota Wild. And w- what's cool is you say, oh, he came in and he took what Dean Evanson couldn't do stuff with, whatever. Keep in mind, you're without Matt Zuccarello. You're without Jared Spurgeon again tonight. You're without Jonas Brodeen for a while. I mean, they've got some pretty important pieces out of this lineup due to injury, and he's been able to pack stuff together to get guys, you know, kind of all pulling in the same direction. And then what Brock Faber has done over the last five or six games is just incredible. He's averaging well over 30 minutes of ice time a game. Now, you know, you don't, don't need a mathematician to know that's half the game that he's spending out there on the ice. I talked to some guys who said it's a product, number one, of the fact that they're pretty thin on defense right now. So they need a guy who can eat up minutes. But also, he's playing really, really well. And he's got the advantage of 21-year-old legs. You know, this is maybe something you can't do when you're 34 and you've taken a couple shots off the ankle in, in your career. But uh, he, he's doing just some incredible things for a guy that we've watched for the last couple of years with the Gophers, you know, a local kid, uh, kind of living out his dream playing for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and by the way, the Wild are 10 points out of third in the division. Colorado, 42 points, 33 games played. The Wild, 10 points back of that, but they have two games in hand. More importantly, in the wild card, uh, Arizona at the moment, the second wild card in the West at 36 points, but the Wild have a game in hand. So, you know, they're, they're still they're back in the mix uh, for playoff talk, and and that's pretty impressive. One other thing I wanted to bring up, and you brought up the Jonas Brodeen uh, injury, and he, he got hit, if memory serves, by Evander Kane in that game with the Oilers. Dirty hit. Uh, there should have been, number one, a game misconduct, and there should have been some sort of fine or suspension. Those are the kinds of hit that the NHL has to do something about. I don't know why that they, they are not, getting rid of checking from behind. It's happened at every other level. They, they need to take this seriously. I mean, that, that hit on, on Brodeen was brutal. I really like to think that in the last maybe decade or so, the game has gotten better that way. You know, it, it's a, a tragic situation, but what happened to Jack Jablonski, I really think opened up a lot of eyes about, yep. hey, uh, no need to finish your check, especially when somebody's back is turned. With that said, I'm frustrated by the inconsistency of the NHL with a play like exactly the one you described, where uh, you know a notable player like Evander Kane that everybody knows makes a dirty, dangerous play, and the NHL just says, "Eh, what can you do? You know, we're going to look the other way on that one." I, that frustrates me, and that's not speaking as a Minnesota Wild, you know, person who covers them, who lives in Minnesota. That's speaking as somebody who just likes hockey and doesn't like to see folks get hurt. I mean, it just it, it just mm. is is really kind of mind boggling the inconsistency with okay, this is a, something where you're going to get suspended for six games, and this is something where you don't even get suspended for two minutes in the penalty box. I don't understand it. Yeah, 
they 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 have got to figure it out. It's just a dangerous, ugly play, uh, for sure. All right, Jazz. Uh, once again, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Steve, always great to talk hockey. Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners out there. All right, there he is, Jess Myers from the Rink Live, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather, and then we'll heat up the hot stove. Phil Muller will join us from the Star Tribune. We'll talk twins. Uh, the Dodgers spending a little bit of money. Uh, all of that on the way here on News Talk. 830 WCCO. Heating up. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. The hot stove a little bit here at the end of December. Talking MLB, the Twins. Uh, the Dodgers spending a few dollars. Phil Muller, good enough to join us from the Star Tribune, covers the Twins along with Bobby Nightingale. Phil, good to visit with you, and Merry Christmas. Steve, uh, happy uh, Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, it's uh, It has been a quiet uh, month, but uh, that's kind of situation normal for the Twins. Yeah, uh, winter meetings, not much going on. Uh, some of the other clubs, particularly the Dodgers, uh, have made a, spa- a splash. Uh, they they got the Otani deal done, and then a huge signing. There, there was a lot of bidding. The Dodgers end up with a, a Japanese free agent pitcher, and uh, what would they drop a billion dollars on two players here recently? Yeah, a billion fifty thousand. I guess the fifty thousand uh, is like a tip uh, or something. Because uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a lot, but uh, you know, good for the Dodgers. Uh, they lead the league in attendance. They have the highest uh, um, paying uh, TV contract in uh, in the league. Uh, they, uh, you know, it's it's a team that uh, people want to play for, and they're willing to spend the money. In addition to uh, 
the billion dollars they spent on two players there. I noticed today they also uh, paid $20 million in luxury tax uh, uh, contributions, which is going to be going up. And they, they uh, pay about $80 million in revenue sharing a year to uh, other teams around the league in the, in the uh, revenue sharing program. So, you know, the Dodgers spend money to, uh, to get better. Um, I think that's always a good thing for, uh, for the league and for teams to do, even though, uh, even though the numbers kind of stagger you. And I should point out, Steve, uh, for all the money they've spent, and they are always among the highest, uh, highest salaried uh, teams in baseball, how many championships have they won in a full season, the pandemic year aside, uh, since the Twins' last title? Yeah, no, no guarantees. Yeah, yeah, Zero. they've won none. The the, yeah. the Dodgers' last World Championship in a full season was 1988. Yeah, and that that was the Kirk Gibson. That's uh, right, Kirk Gibson Club. Um, when Good. when he limped off the bench and hit the pinch hit home run, it, it is hard to fathom. There is no guarantee. You look at the payroll clubs, the Mets. The, they they did absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, they blew up their club. You know. Uh, Felt like a few months into the season, they pulled the pin on it and went in a different direction. The Yankees have always spent a ton of money. Uh, no guarantee. Apparently, they were in on Yamamoto. Uh, the the mm-hmm. Mets were as well, but you know the 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 Dodgers end up. But you bring up a good point. They have they have a ton of television money uh, w- with their local deal out there. They, they draw to Dodgers Stadium, and Dodgers Stadium, now one of the oldest ballparks in the major leagues, but it's still a gem. They put a ton of money into it. Mm-hmm. People show up for the ball games, and, and they're, they're spending on their product. There's no doubt. Yeah, uh, you wish more teams would do that. Uh, you know, uh, here in town, you, you look at the, the poll ads. Uh, they are, you know, they, they are given credit for being roughly competitive midway. Uh, they're, you know, in the middle of the league. But uh, if they wanted to, they could obviously spend a lot more. The you know the the team is worth probably close to two billion dollars, uh, and uh, you know the the Polads bought it for less than a hundred million. Uh, their the current ownership's father did uh, forty years ago. Uh, it, it's uh, it, there's uh, a lot more money that could be spent in. Uh, in baseball, and I think uh, fans should be happy to see that uh, there are teams that are trying to go out and uh, not buy a title because it certainly hasn't worked that way for the Dodgers, but uh, try to be competitive. And, Phil, do you, do you think, though, that this spending spree by the Dodgers, getting Otani and then uh, signing Yamamoto, uh, that there is going to be a bit of a backlash, that the owners are going to say something has to be done. Now, it is not a salary cap league. There is a luxury tax and that sort of thing. Uh, where, where the NBA, the, the NHL, and the NFL have some sort of structure of a salary cap. I, I can't imagine the players will ever agree to it. No, uh, the baseball has a strong players' union. Uh, basketball, football, and hockey, uh, uh, to varying degrees, do not. Uh, they... Uh, accepted salary caps uh, in order to uh, settle uh, work stoppages. Uh, baseball, uh, baseball, uh, the players union is uh, a lot uh, stronger and more willing to uh, hang together to 
uh, prevent that. Uh, and, you know, the, in a lot of ways, uh, the, the league is awash in money. Now, that's going to uh, – that may change for a bunch of teams uh, with the uh, decline of uh, regional sports networks and the decline of cable TV. But uh, um, it's – you know, you – you, the Dodgers do a lot of things right. Uh, you're right. You know, the Angels, they drew like a million and a half more people than the Angels, who are only a half hour away. So it shows you that uh, that uh, it's, it's good management. And, uh, uh, I mean, they have some structural advantages, but, uh, um, it, you know, other teams could uh, could challenge them more. And they do on the field. Again, uh, it's it's been... 35 years since the Dodgers won a, a full-season championship. Yeah, Arizona Diamondbacks ended up in the World Series this year representing the National League. Phil Miller joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Bank, our hotline. Covers the Twins and the Major Leagues for the Star Tribune. A uh, little bit closer to home, you have been following the story of the Twins and their television deal. As of right now, there is no television home for the Twins in 2024. We know the games will be here on the radio next year. Chris Atterbury, the lead voice, but Corey Provost made the move over to television, and we don't know where uh, Corey and all those former players will be calling games next season. Yeah, uh, I have a story in tomorrow's paper. The uh, the Twins and Bally's have been negotiating uh, this week. Uh Bally's uh, is making a uh, last uh, kind of a last ditch effort to uh, bring the twins on board at a, I assume greatly reduced uh, rights fee than what, uh, than the $54 million that they were paying uh, in the past. Uh, We'll see if that goes anywhere. I I don't think we're going to know until uh, January 10th when uh, all sides have to be back in bankruptcy court, uh, Diamond Sports Group, which is the parent company of Bally's, uh, the, all of the Bally's networks, uh, is, is has declared bankruptcy, and uh, we all know the troubles they had last year. They they stopped paying the Twins for a while until the Twins went to court and got them to uh, uh, live up to their contract. Um, I, I think the Twins were happy to walk away from uh, from what is clearly a, a company that's uh, on its last legs, but. Um, here we are in December. They do not have anything in place for next year. I, I, I believe they are listening. Well, I know that they are listening to Bally's and are considering it. Uh, I don't have any details on how much Bally's is willing to uh, pony up for next season uh, on a one-year contract. Uh, I think there are probably some trust issues with the Twins after uh, what they went through last year. I We'll see if the Twins... Uh, uh, are willing to give them another chance uh, on a on a one year contract, um, but I think their options come down to listen to Bally's and go with what you know, or sign on with MLB. Let let uh, Major League Baseball produce and distribute their games. Um, I, I, I think they will be on the MLB app available for fans to stream next year, um, and we'll see if uh, if that's. Uh, how the twins want to go. I think ultimately baseball wants to put as many teams as they can on their app and, and sell it as uh, you know, come see 3000 games a year if you want. Uh, um, and uh, twins might be one of the first teams to, uh, to climb aboard that. Yeah. I know the San Diego Padres had their television broadcast taken over by 
uh, Major League Baseball uh, when when they had their local television deal fall apart. So it it has been done before, and I think the Twins mm-hmm. made it pretty clear they want the games to be available. If if a fan is willing to pay for some sort of app, uh, they they should be able to get the games. And that was the frustrating part that. If you wanted to see the Twins games on Valley Sports North last season, you didn't have very many options. It was pretty much, you know, get direct TV or, or get a cable package. That was yeah. it. Yeah, it's a little crazy in uh, in in 2023 that uh, you could not stream Twins games in Minneapolis. Uh, and uh, that is priority number one. The Twins have made it clear. Uh, whatever they do uh, next year, they want a direct-to-consumer option for fans uh, to stream the games on your on your devices. And uh, I don't know that – see, this is, again, a problem with Bally. I think Timberwolves and uh, Wild fans would tell you Bally's app isn't very good, and uh, it's been, had a lot of technical problems. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Twins turn over streaming um, – uh, distribution to MLB and let uh, them handle it on the MLB TV app, which uh, has a far better track record technically uh, than uh, than Bally's. So uh, I they they keep promising that that will happen this year, that they will have a streaming option, and uh, um, so I don't know how the Bally's negotiations are going to come out, but uh, they seem determined to find a way to make that happen. And, by the way, that piece will be in tomorrow's paper that uh, Phil worked on, and I'm sure that's a story you will continue to follow. Before we run out of time, Phil, on the player front, if you will, rumors continue to circulate about some veteran players that could be on the block as the Twins try and replace pitching. Sonny Gray assigned elsewhere. Uh, Kent Maeda assigned elsewhere, and it could be uh, there, there certainly could be some moves before spring training starts. Yeah, uh, it's been a quiet December, although that's a good thing because the Twins' track record of December signings, uh, Joey Gallo, Homer Bailey, uh, uh, Christian Vasquez, uh, um, Dylan Bundy come to mind, uh, isn't uh, isn't so great. So uh, maybe it's better that they wait. They are going to, uh, to replenish their pitching somehow with uh, – um, with, uh, uh, through trades, and they have some prospects, and they have some big leaguers. Jorge Polanco is the one you most often hear mentioned, but Max Kepler could be moved as well. Kyle Farmer. Um, it's a it's a shame that uh, the Guardians are in the same division because I, you know, the Twins would like to make a pitch for Shane Bieber, who the Guardians apparently are listening to offers for. That would be a nice fit. Um, there's uh, Corbin Burns in Milwaukee that uh, yeah. supposedly is on the block. Uh, it's more like the Twins to find a, uh, an up-and-comer, uh, maybe a number two guy that they think has upside. Uh, and obviously Pablo Lopez last year is the uh, model for that. They'd like to find another one for that. Uh, I would I would guess uh, a month from now they will have uh, two more pitchers in the uh, – uh, in the starting rotation. And uh, one thing that's trading uh, Kepler, trading uh, Vasquez, trading uh, Farmer would do is make them a much younger team. Uh, other than Caleb Thielbar, those are the only guys on the team that are uh, over 32 years old. 
Well, Phil, we'll we'll certainly keep an eye on it. Once again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, hopefully we can visit again soon. Thank you, Steve. The same to you. And, uh, yeah, let's talk in 2024. Happy New Year. There he is, Phil Miller, covers the Twins for the Star Tribune and joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, There is football. There's some bowl games. The NFL cranking it up. Vikes-Lions tomorrow at high noon on a Christmas Eve. Uh, We'll get into all of that coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. All the news, all the weather coming up at 5. Then Andy Greeter, Gophers in a bowl game. They're in the Quick Lane Bowl Tuesday in Motown against Bowling Green. And uh, we'll, we'll find out what the Loons are up to this off season. And before you know it, they're going to be training for the 2024 campaign shortly. Speaking of bowl games, some already in the books today. Uh, get ready. The Camilla Bowl. Northern Illinois beat Arkansas State 21-19. to The 76 Birmingham Bowl, Duke beat Troy 17-10. to And I caught the end of that game, and I learned that Duke has won five bowl games in a row. Josh Wheeler. The Duke Blue Devils, five bowl victories in a row. Maybe that was fake news, but... I'm going to go with it anyway. There's no need to check facts around here. What, what matters is <laughs> what matters is what the Gophers are up against this year. Yeah, um, and we, we will get that quick lane bowl preview following the news and weather at 5. And um, uh, Apparently the recruiting news for P.J. Fleck is good. We'll get the latest from Andy, who does a good job uh, for the Pioneer Press, and his work online at TwinCities.com. There are two bowl games of the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Lockheed Martin, if you're not familiar, a gigantic defense contractor. That's why you get the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl and Air Force leading James Madison 31-14 to there. That game in the fourth. In the third, this is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Georgia State leading Utah State 38-14 in the third. And we'll have another bowl game update later on in the show. Once again, Andy Gritter joins following the news and weather. We'll talk Vikings-Lions after 5.30. And by the way, it's all Steelers over the Bengals right now in the NFL. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. 